Welcome to the Growing in Greatness podcast with your host, Wendelin Singletary. We bring relevant insights, actionable strategies, and connections to resources to inspire you to explore your potential and become the best version of yourself in business and personally. So take charge and commit to growth. Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. And remember, you deserve to see your own greatness. Well, hello, everyone. Happy, happy Monday. It's so good to be here with you. I hope that all of you had a great Thanksgiving with family and friends, and you really had an opportunity to just think about the goodness of what you have in your life and that you're still here. And while we may not have everything we want, we have a whole lot. So hope you had a good holiday season. We're going to start today talking about the best business advice. And, of course, on the fourth Friday, for fourth Monday, excuse me, wow, going to Friday, the fourth Monday of every month, we do something called I'm Just Saying. And what that is is a little different from my other shows where I can give you a large diatribe compilation on a subject matter, and oftentimes I have a guest uh, to do the same thing. But this time I bring in two other entrepreneurs who are very established, and we just kind of talk about a subject matter we believe is near and dear to you, and we believe you can get a lot out of. And if you have any comments or suggestions want to call in, do so. The number is 515-602-9767. Please feel free to call in. I have with my with me today, and she's been with me every week, Carolyn Cole, who is a business owner, an entrepreneur, and also a writer. And so she's going to chime in today. And we also have Janine Weathersby, who is also an entrepreneur, business owner, and a developer. And they all, we all have done business together, and of course, separate. And so I'm going to start teeing this thing off about business advice. Um, you get so much advice. Uh, that's one reason why things like podcasts and things like that are important because people are trying to hear of other folks who hopefully have successfully um, navigated through whatever they're trying to do. Um, I think you should take notice of some good advice. I don't think it would be very smart to, to ignore good advice or business advice because those people who have been successful can tell you some things you need to know and hopefully guide you through some stumbling blocks that you're probably going to run into because they've been through them. There are so many different things out there about business. Um, there are things like uh, your business idea alone is not going to make it. It's an execution. There are things out there about um, do something you really love and make that into your business idea. They say whatever you want to do, don't play around with the start today. Um, Focus on setting achievable goals. I mean, the list goes on about how many different ideas, different thoughts, different advices that people share and written books about and had TED Talks and everything about in terms of business. So today we're going to take that opportunity to share with you as three uh, women, African-American women, in in different industries, uh, most of them non-traditional for women or African-Americans. And we're going to talk about our best business advices. So to go in alphabetical order, uh, which is kind of CD, uh, Carolyn, why don't you go first and tell us about your best business advice? The true yeah, when, this, is, this, was a very, this is a very interesting topic to me because it made me um, really go back and look at, you know, 
when did I start to call it business advice versus when I was being prepared to receive advice that put you on a course for success, if you will, or to strive or to try to achieve something beyond, you know, maybe what was your traditional environment. And I have to go back to, I'm going to crawl back to the Bible. I'm going to take you back to Sunday, Sunday school when we started seeing um, whatsoever you do to the least of my brothers that you do unto me. Mm-hmm. And Proverbs, and something you just said a few minutes ago, Proverbs chapter 18 and 19 where they talk about the intelligent man is always open to new ideas. In fact, he looks for them. Or um, chapter 18, verse 20, the ability to give wise advice satisfies like a good meal. Uh, chapter 19, still, verse 8, he who loves wisdom loves his own best interest and will be a success. And I, I, it made what you asked of us in terms of preparation for today made me think about the preparation that I had been receiving, whether it was from fairy tales, um, with morals, uh, whether it was poems, whether it was quotes and adages that I would grab a hold of through the years that said to me, you know, you can achieve, don't quit. And so it made me go back and look at some of the old poems, um, Rudyard Kipling's If. You know, if you can keep your head all above you on losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowances for their doubting too, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. Um, my great, Then it took me to my grandmother who said, you know, you can't make yourself big by making other people feel small, wanted me to have confidence, but did not want me to be arrogant. Um, My friend Kit, who said, um, running her Weight Watchers franchises, don't hire anyone you can't fire. You know, you've heard me say that before when we talked about uh, some of the other topics. Um, Also, um, along the way, my friend Sarah, who said, you know, at times in turmoil and challenges, then you find yourself sitting there going, this is me, 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 what happened to me? And my friend Sarah who said, you know, it ain't about you. Or my friend and colleague Gwen who said, clarity, we need clarity. Those, were the, those are some of the moments aside from some of the, the, the poems and things that have stood out in verses, whether it's from the Bible, whether it's from a fairy tale, whether it's from a roadside that uh, gave me, that stand out as, as a high watermark for me in mm-hmm. terms of what I now call business advice. It's applicable to everything I do. You know, Carol, I think that's a huge point because um, when I get to talk about my best um, business advice or one of the best things, you know, I realize it is more than just business. It's a, a theme, it's advice for life. And I think those are mm-hmm. the best most impactful um, things that you can you can um, talk about. But I'm going to go ahead and jump to Deneen. Would you have something to share on your, one of your best thoughts on business advice? Hello? Sorry, can you hear me now? Deneen? 
Denise? Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me now? Okay, you now, cool. yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving, you know, obviously the, the, the Bible is our, is our forever authority on absolutely everything. But the, some of the things that stuck with me um, were also biblically based, too. And one of the things that the poor will be amongst you always. Um, and that really kind of kind of bothered me because I've always kind of wanted to help people not to have to be poor through wealth building, right? And then but we're also said a poor man's words aren't easily remembered. And so that mm-hmm. caused me to want to create wealth, not just for myself, but to help poor folk, right? But at the mm-hmm. same time, they also said that there were special blessings in helping fatherless boys and widows and orphans and that sort of thing as a divine principle more so than, you know, advice. But as a principle, when I started to look at those things, I wanted to make sure that, one, I did not contribute to the poverty that was going to always be because of my business pursuits. You know, if I couldn't help mm-hmm. people better, I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't, I was confused about how to help if it wasn't helping people. But um, then when it, when it came down to trying to do that, you know, uh, prosecuting those thoughts and ideas and capitalism and making money sometimes are opposite of East and West, you know, um, it, is it on? But so, so the, the challenge there is not necessarily um, a business challenge for me, but it was more so um, how do you keep yourself going? And I heard a quote one time by my attorney. We were in the middle of a horrible lawsuit, discrimination lawsuit, actually. Um, and he said, you know, the difference between success and failure is one day. One day somebody quits and one day somebody keeps going. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. That's powerful. That, that helped me tremendously um, to keep going when it got hard. I just needed to get through that one day. And that goes back to the biblical principle is today's day is enough. So um, that's, that's, that was mine. You know, I'm, I'm coming from a different place. When I thought about this um, subject, and, of course, you know, um, I was thinking about what um, things or comments I would say. And it's very unlikely. I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to be kind of surprised. But it actually came to me from uh, Herbert Norman Swarkoff. General Swarkoff, um, we were at a session that uh, one of my clients was uh, sponsoring, and he was a guest speaker. And um, while I was just a big fan, or a lot of people there just loved, loved, loved to have been getting autographs or whatever, but he said a few things that was very enlightening. And one of the things I took to heart, especially for business, and I, I applaud all you guys. I think what you're saying from a biblical perspective is very, very dear to me. But what he said to me that's really helped me in some tough situations is when in command, take charge. Mm-hmm. When in command, take charge. And that has been um, powerful for me in the points where there's sometimes you want to give up. We've all talked about that. There are times you want to give up. There are times you're not quite sure if you're way your plans is the right way if you're being unfair because that's always a, a benchmark for me my moral compass prayerfully is on the right track being fair and uh that sort of thing and i learned through some tough times to take charge and i think that oftentimes that's what separates the major successes from the small successes i think sometimes that's what gives you the impetus to keep going um, because, you know, I need to make the hard decisions. And oftentimes in business or life, 
uh, you don't want to make the hard decision. So for me, one of my best business advices, but once again, it's something I use in my personal life as well, family life, when in command, take charge. That helps my surrounding group of people, whether it's family or whether it's business associates, whatever, I realize it gives them a level of comfort that someone is there taking charge. Um, I understand that there's chaos when we do that. Um, people are not confused. Um, people feel more um, uh, enthusiastic about the process. They believe that you are and that you're going forward uh, in what you're doing. Uh, it just causes a, be- a better cohesive uh, outcome for me, I've seen. Um, I would always tell my staff, if I'm not around, make the decision. If you make the wrong decision or incorrect decision or decision is going to cause me some problems, we'll fix it. And to me, that still was like saying, you know, I'm in command. Don't worry about that. If you make a, but you've got to make a decision. I will be very disappointed if you don't make a decision. Just let it go. But if you make a decision, great. 50% chance you're going to be right, 50% chance you're going to be wrong. And if you are wrong, guess what? We'll just fix it. So that has been kind of a mantra of mine for business especially, but a lot for life as well. You know, it, it, it take, you, what you're saying there takes me to the book. You know, we, when I say that it's not if we get, we've got a lot of things that we started receiving very early on, the preparation. And we, know, we recognize preparation when we see Venus and Serena Williams' father preparing them, and we actually see what happens. As we can see cause and effect. You know, mm-hmm. but we're being prepared and programmed. We hope in cert- that our children, what school was supposed to be all about, preparing you for to receive information, to uh, recognize it or a snatch, grab that little piece of information when it comes your way. Just like General Schwarzkopf information came, you know, that was something you could receive because you were prepared for that. And it mm-hmm. starts very early, like I said, whether it starts with your Bible, the Bible verses, what you're singing in church, your fairy tales and fables, and, it, and your poems. It continues throughout bumper stickers. You see, when you say, take command, the buck stops here. You see that little bumper sticker or plaque all the time. I don't know mm-hmm. who it's credited to, but that's that moment of saying, I will take responsibility. I'm mm-hmm. the leader here. Um, and when you talk about um, when I go back to, in, in the political world, one of my favorites is a speech that Theodore Roosevelt gave at, at the Sorbonne in Paris in 1910, after he was no longer president. And it's, you probably recognize it more as, most people call it the man in the arena, but it's from a mm-hmm. long speech called Citizenship in a Republic. But mm-hmm. it goes, it's not the critic who counts. Not the one who points out how the strong man stumbled or how the doer might have done them better. The credit belongs to the man actually in the arena, whose face is marred with sweat and dust and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes short again and again, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotion, and spends himself in a worthy cause, who, if he wins, knows the triumph of high achievement, and who, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. That to me was get in there, get active. You're going, you're going to get your hands dirty 
if you're going to get involved. And, and entrepreneurship and business, it's not always pretty. We've, t- we've had those conversations for weeks now about the fact that the, there's a, the good side and there's a downside of it, but we mm-hmm. don't quit. No. And I, mean, and I think that probably is the ultimate advice for entrepreneurship. You don't quit. You know, uh, you may reevaluate, uh, you may adjust, you may take a break, uh, but you don't quit because uh, you never, mm-hmm. and I guess for life, more than just business for life, you just don't quit. Uh, Janine, mm-hmm. you have some right. comments? Yeah, that is one of the, you know, one of the beautiful things, too, about uh, reading and reflection and having your morning devotions mm-hmm. and setting your day off, uh, setting your mm-hmm. day off right is you find those jewels. And sometimes my jewels are street signs or bumper stickers or whatever while you're crying it out and going to the office, you know. So you've got to be open to finding them and, you know, be open to looking for um, where the inspiration or advice could possibly be. I mean, there is one, uh, you know, up, you know, you're driving and, you know, going to court or something for something stupid, and you see a bumper sticker that says, stand strong. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, so it's sometimes the little hints that are just what you need at that right time, more so than the big life-changing moment type of things. Absolutely. You know, and sometimes and then when those moments happen, you're, you're like, wow, that you know that that, was, that message was for you. You don't care what it was on the side of a wall, of, like you say, a bumper sticker or whatever. You know that that message of encouragement was for you. Or, or, or message right. for right. Mm-hmm. What about some other kinds of advice? We, we talked more about the generalities of a person's perseverance, um, staying the course, uh, being confident. Um, those kinds of things we basically talk about first. But what about other advices, other things that help you in terms of saying, hmm, so-and-so told me that if I have an interview with this person and this person does this, then I probably need not to hire them. Or I was talking to someone and I've heard them say that this happens in your first business dealing with them. Don't don't deal with them. What kind of advice do you have or anything like that or, or any things you look at when you're interviewing, when you're talking about doing a business with somebody, when you're at a meeting? Um, what kind of other advice or tips you found to be uh, steadfast and uh, there for you when you're doing in, interacting with folks? Well, I feel, you know, sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. One of the things that I kind of started to live by is I give everybody a blank sheet of paper for two reasons. One is, um, Gwen has a saying, I wasn't there holding the light, you know, and um, sometimes uh, one person's experience with somebody in Europe experience would be totally, totally different based mm-hmm. on, you know, um, circumstances, situations, uh, options, communication, you know, all kinds of things. And dealing with people who have come from criminal past and criminal backgrounds and working on some advocacy for them, I always felt extremely saddened that people who paid their debt to society and this and that and the other thing, yeah, my church, uh, it um, ended bad for them. After they did everything that they were supposed to do, they still had this red X. You know, so I do listen to it. It's a duly noted sort of situation, but I'm going to give everybody a blank piece of paper, you know. And um, I also want people to give me a blank piece of paper, you know, because there have been some times 
I think it's just simply a misunderstanding that communication could have helped or solved or whatever, and it got out of control before it could get solved, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I um, that that has that has bowled me very well. And sometimes the other piece too is, you know, if somebody shows you the crack of a behind, believe the rest of it is there, right? <laughs> so when you show me that that's what you are, right, I believe mm-hmm. you the first time. The first time. Mm-hmm. That's very important. The first time is, is, is huge. Carolyn, what do you have? Well, you know, I still fall back on um, what Kit always said about don't hire anybody you can't fire. And a lot of times that is your family and your friends because mm-hmm. you can fire them, but you're going to see them at Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, or at the bar mitzvah, or you're going to see them someplace, or it's going to be the reason why you didn't get invited to uh, to the party. So in a lot of small business, what we're dealing with a lot of times is family business. And mm-hmm. it's very hard sometimes for family members to step back and realize that hiring that family member is not the best thing that you could do for yourself or for them. Mm-hmm. You know, to put them in a position where you've overlooked someone who's a non-family member who has the skill set that you really need to advance your business. But you allow the emotion and the familial ties to to overrule and override your decision-making, and you decide that, okay, I'm going to hire you as a family member. Now it's getting all tangled up, screwed up, messed up, and now you've got to fire your sister or your cousin. And that's a very hard thing to do. Absolutely. And a lot of times people will limp along, limp along, limp along, hoping that something else will happen. But that person's getting a check, and nine times out of ten, and they don't have to go someplace and look for something else, they're going to continue to limp along, and you're going to allow it. And like you said, go back. This is a person not willing to take charge mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. I've, I've got to make this decision. But you can avoid that by not hiring them in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you I know, don't well, hire them, I'll have to you know, one of the things that I take as a rule, and it has perhaps been to my detriment because some of you have laughed at me about it, but I believe in putting it in writing. I paper mm-hmm. up. That's my thing, putting it in writing. I don't care if it's, you consider it old school or whatever. I don't think, for me, it is for clarity. And once again, you guys all know it's my thing, clarity. But once you put it in writing, everybody understands it. Uh, oftentimes issues come up because of the misunderstanding in verbal communications. If you take the time to put it in writing, then you will have less aggravation. You have less um, uh, you know, misunderstandings, less conflicts, hopefully, and expectations are laid out. I'm really big on that. And, and I know some people say, oh, okay, it's old school. I don't care what you call it. I need it in writing. If it's an email, I need it in writing. I need to make sure that I have something I can refer to that everybody understands. It's not so much that I'm thinking somebody's going to try to do something uh, unfair or uh, or whatever. It's just for clarity purposes on my end and their end, and we all understand expectations. I think that's just so, so huge. And oftentimes we start into ventures with folk and talk it through, but you haven't put it in writing anywhere. And then it comes back every time. I'm going to say every time it bites you. 
or them. I don't anybody. think that's old school. I I think that's I think that's very current. I I just think that the method, like you say, you know, there was a time when we were putting it on, it was pen to paper or mm-hmm. typewriter to paper or a certain way in the computer, whereas there are different formats that are equally acceptable. But the basic concept is the same. It's in writing. But I don't mm-hmm. want anybody to because you put it in writing with your family that it's going to mean the same thing that's on that paper. <laughs> but if you can't think of the court, you do have a leg to stand on. <laughs> and it's, this is true. And you really hope that you never have to end up in, you know, we've all, I'm sure, seen some situations with families um, when they're there and tearing each other apart over little or nothing and nobody's listening. But going back to what you were talking about earlier, one of the things for me is I know that when I'm in a situation, whether it's an interview or discussion about anything, if the person on the other side is talking at the same time you are talking, there's no way they can be listening. And basic communication, if if we're not willing to sit here and listen to one another, we're going to have a problem doing anything else together. So I tend to walk away from that. You know, that is such a wise thing because the only time you can't learn is when you talk, right? And Mm -hmm. so um, I have learned, and and I'm a talker, right? (laughs) But I have learned what you can learn from listening is so valuable, not only just listening to what they're saying, but also listening to what they're not saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me, right. I hear what you always tell them, text and subtext. I heard the mm-hmm. word. Now mm-hmm. let's talk about what you're not saying. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And so it, and then um, the other thing that I've learned is to ask the same question two or three different times if you're not sure <laughs> that you're getting the right answer. There you and go. The same question. And I, will, I will also say that the, the reason we're on Gwen's show is because she knows we both will talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. You know, talking is good. You know, and that, and, and that when it comes down to relationships, though, when you, got the, when you got all of the relationship points and everything together and, you know, you mm-hmm. can actually finish each other's sentences. You know what they're going to say. That, you know, that sounds like her. That doesn't sound like her. You know, based on what you know about what that comes with relationship, it don't start off like that. You have to build that. And the more that, um, you know, even in our, our uh, staff meetings and things that we have now, I make it very clear to the fact that we're creating a team. So if you're working for hours or a check or whatever, we're very missional in all of our business pursuits. Right, and even though we do keep track of time because that's a function of something we have to do, that's not the only thing we keep track of, right? And so you can tell one of the ways that we look for good team members, especially for leadership positions, is how they watch the clock, right? Mm. If time gets away from them and they're like, well, let me just finish this up. I just want to finish this up. I say a few minutes so I can finish this up, you know, that sort of thing. That's I'm looking for that as far as who – a successor may be or who the next promotion is coming from or whatever, I watch how you work your time. And if you're the first one out and the last one in 
And then you, by the time you get your coffee and talk about your weekend and this and that, the other thing, you didn't been here 45 minutes to an hour and they did nothing. I watched that too. You know, <laughs> I mean, so I watch how you spend your time because you're not going to take care of my time any better than you do your own. That's true. That's a very good point. And I think the whole thing about time, to me, you guys do know this about me too. I'm really, I'm really possessive of my time because I always say you can get your money back and get your time back. And so to, to take that a little step further, how you handle my time is problematic too. If we have deadlines. You don't meet those. Uh, <clears throat> don't meet them. You got me. You, you know, I, I run around trying to find you for stuff I need. Then I do take that real personal because you get to, to infringe on my time. And then that gets even worse problem than you wasting your time. Right. And and Gwen, I'm sorry I'm always late with your stuff, but it, you know I'm a last minute person. Yes, you are. <laughs> but you know you are always come nook or crook. Come nook or crook. It still be done. I'm still where I'm supposed to be. Sometimes I've done books, but you know, some of that is just but you know what I do too? I tell people how I am. You ain't got to find out my fault. I'm going to tell you up front, look, I'm going to get the time zone wrong. Don't don't let me schedule my own appointment. Just tell me what it is. I can deal with the hair on the deal. I just don't like surprises. The older I get, I can't take surprises, you know. So let me know what I'm dealing with. If you're having a bad day, let me know up front when I'm, you know, what I'm having a rough day today. And, you know, just give me a little grace, you know. Or if that ain't your song, so don't sit here smiling in my face. And, you know, tell me up front. So, you know, I, I've. I've learned to manage relationships, but tell me to hear on the deal. What's wrong with this? Mm-hmm. Tell me that first, right? And then, and then at least you've got something to cage everything by, you know, because everything that glitters ain't gold. We all know that one. But everything is dirty ain't not gold either. And I'm surprised that today Gwen has not said her favorite one, or I've come to know as one of her favorites, and that is no is a complete sentence. Oh, yeah. Oh, that one too. Wait. <laughs> And that's a big deal in business for people, or in life in general, just to get people accustomed to it's all right to hear the word no. Once you hear the word no, you can move on to what's the next, what, what's my next option? Mm-hmm. Well, now, you know, we have several levels of no. You know, is that an absolute no or is that a hell no? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes people don't mean no when they say no. You know what I'm saying? You get a hell no. There's a certain way that people say no. It's a complete There's a other way where there's a comma after that or a however or something like that, you know. But, um, oh, but. We got to the point. We don't away to something else now. Okay, we're slipping away back. Okay, okay, let me stop talking. All right. See how she's doing? We're slipping away. We're slipping away. But you know what, guys? I got to say, this to me was good. I, I think, I hope our audience uh, enjoys it and think about it uh, as well and start thinking about the, the advice that you are taking in and also the advice you're sharing with others, your colleagues, your uh, younger folk or whatever, because uh, it's important. And it's important that we do share the things we've learned and uh, keep our generations and our families and our friends and our culture and our community going forward. So I want to thank you guys for your input. It, to me, was always good. To me, we always drift off at the end. Thank you, Deneen. But anyhow, <laughs> ah! right now. <laughs> That's the hair on the deal. We're going to have the deal. We're going to get off topic. We're going to get off topic. Yes, yes. 
So anyway, once again, guys, I got to tell you, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate it um, so much. Um, listen, guys, uh, we, I've got any information you want to share with us, hit me up on social media, uh, listen to our podcast, tell your friends about it. But every fourth Monday, uh, I have these ladies with me, and we are talking about just, I'm just saying, we have a lot of fun, but I think we give a lot of great advice. So once again, thank you for listening. Uh, today is the first day of the week. Go out and be great. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Welcome to the Growing in Greatness podcast with your host, Gwendolyn Singletary. We bring relevant insights, actionable strategies, and connections to resources to inspire you to explore your potential and become the best version of yourself in business and personally. So take charge and commit to growth. Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. And remember, you deserve to see your own greatness.